Hello, and welcome to a special combo edition of the Giants Splash podcast and the A's Plus podcast, the Splash Plus, as it were. I am Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser. Today, I will be joined by Henry Shulman, the Chronicle Giants beat writer, and John Shea, our national baseball writer, to talk about the World Series and what to expect from the Astros and Nationals matchup and who we think will win. Plus, what does the future hold for the Astros and their terrific team? All of that next on A's Plus and Giant Splash. Hello and welcome to the A's Plus podcast. I'm Susan Slusser, the A's beat writer for The Chronicle, uh, here for a joint edition with the Giant Splash podcast, along with my Giants beat writer counterpart Henry Shulman and special guest John Shea, our national baseball writer. We will talk about what else? The World Series. Uh, fellas, I've seen a lot of the Astros. You guys have probably seen the, the Nationals a little bit more. What, what are your overall thoughts going into this clash? Well, John, you're the national writer. Why don't you go first? <laughs> Thanks, Henry. You know, I, I, boy, these rotations you look at first, and you're going to see a, a lot of strikeouts on both sides. You, you can't get a, a better pitching matchups in these first two games in Houston, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, Scherzer and Cole in game one, and Strasburg and Verlander in game two. Um, I, you're not going to see 10 to 8. You're not going to see. Uh, maybe even six to four. You might see a lot of two nothings or three to ones or two to ones, which is exciting in its own right. We're not going to see bullpen games unless, you know, something happens in game four that might not be expected. We don't know yet if anyone's going to go on short rest. We only know the first three games uh, who, who's starting with, uh, you know, Corbin and Granke in game three when the series heads to Washington. But, but, yeah, I think it's going to be close games. I think they're going to be quick games. Hey, two-and-a-half-hour World Series? Yeah, right. Well, a whole lot of pitching. That, that's the boldest prediction yet. I, I think uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? The pitching, I think, uh, is going to be the focus in the year of the home run. That's a little unusual. It was the little guy, Jose Altuve, who obviously I've seen – way too much over the course of his career um to, did not surprise me at all but he's you know the Astros aren't really hitting up to their capability is that uh is that just the postseason and the way the postseason goes I mean it's been yeah. Altuve and not a whole lot else for the Astros so far it's I mean it's it's true all the way around I mean in, in every year even the last few years and you know with all the home runs going up and the juice balls and whatnot it's always about the pitching in the postseason. Uh, I mean, this year it's sort of uh, even, um, I don't know, m- more at the forefront because the teams with two, the two teams with uh, really the best rotations are meeting. But I mean, that's not an accident. And uh, I, I just, I think it's going to be interesting, sort of like what John mentioned about um, the use of bullpens. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, the, the team that is able to use its starters the longest is probably going to have. Uh, the biggest advantage. I, I mean, I think the Astros bullpen is better than the Nationals bullpen. Um, and uh, I don't know if we're going to get into this later, but I mean, some of the as averages that you're talking about, I see that with all the teams, really. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we can't discount the fact that they've put a diff- probably put a different ball in there, even though Major League Baseball says that they didn't change the baseballs for the postseason. It's kind of obvious that they have. Yeah. Well, Henry, let's let's talk about the ball. Because everybody has a conspiracy theory. Oh, they brought in the old balls for the postseason. I mean, come on. I, mean, I did look up the numbers a little bit, and you have a home run uh, every 
27 and a half at bats now. And while in the regular season, it was about 24 and a half. Okay. And, and, and the ERAs, uh, you know, are, are four eight three, or three nine two instead of four eight three. I mean, come on, these are better pitchers in the postseason. It's fall, you know. It's the, the air is maybe a little more dead, but more than that, these are these are better pitchers with better strikeout ratios, with better ERAs. Of course, the the run differential is, is going to be different. You're going to see fewer runs. You're going to see fewer hits because that's what happens. I mean, Henry, you covered those Giants teams loaded with pitching and it wasn't 10 to 8 and uh, you know the Giants didn't hit much at all in most of those games and you know they came out winning because they outpitched the other team well I did I did mention that the pitching is is all you know we got the two best rotations in there I was just throwing the ball in there as an as an added wrinkle I mean there's just a lot of a lot of balls that off the bat all season look like home runs that are being caught before the warning track and whatnot Susan you got to break this tie well, you know what? I I, uh, I don't know how much of a factor the ball will be. Uh, I think the defenses could wind up coming into play. And I tell you that that Astros defense is really good. We saw a lot of that uh, in the LCS. Uh, you know, Josh Reddick, A's fans certainly have, have seen a lot of him over the years. That spectacular catch he made uh, did not surprise, I think, people that have seen him play throughout his career. Could wind up being the difference maker. If you look at two staffs that are fairly evenly matched, it's either going to come down to bullpens or defense or maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, I think, I think defense is what helped win the, that series for Houston for all that pitching. And you're right. And for all for the, that great lineup they had, you know, you saw Josh Reddick and Brantley make these great plays throughout the series. And so they're strong in the outfield, much stronger defensively than Washington in the outfield. And, uh, and, and the, the infield is as tight as you can be, you know, real good, uh, um, defense at first and you know around the horn so I, I, I think the edge has to go to Houston on defense but but um, you know I think there are other there are other reasons you you, know, you, you like the, uh, the Nationals and, and you know the experience level uh, they're old they're an older team but uh, they have a lot of rest I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing maybe it's too much rest um, and uh, and they just seem to be a, a team on, on a mission somewhat like some of those giant teams, Henry. I mean, do you see any similarity? Because I, I, I do. I, I see guys who who are just grinding and getting the job done and just doing enough, kind of, kind of veterans coming together at the right time. Yeah, I mean, the thing that worries me about the Nationals, I, I, I looked up some numbers, too. I have internet, too, John. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. And, and I mean, one, one of the things that, that struck me is how little the bullpen, the Nationals' bullpen, uh, has been used uh, in the uh, you know in the postseason so far. Um, if you if you look, uh, I think that uh, if you look at the Astros and by the number of games pitched, you see you know you see all sorts of guys like uh, you know Harris and Presley, uh, Hudson, uh, and all these guys that AJ Hinch was um, you know I mean he was he was not reluctant to use. Whereas if you look at the Nationals, they went to their in the bullpen. They went to their starters really as as fast as possible when that when the other starters came out of the game. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? They they uh, you know you I mean the, the, I think that the pitcher with the fifth most innings for the Nationals so far has been Scherzer, who's a starter. Um, you know, and 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 they're bring, you know they're bringing in uh, bringing in these guys. One, one interesting point about the pitching um, in, in this series, uh, in, in World Series. Uh, 
you got three starters, Anibal Sanchez, Mark, uh, Max Scherzer, and Justin Verlander, who are three of the four pitchers uh, who uh, whom the Giants uh, beat in the uh, two, 2012 World Series sweep of the Tigers. So I would actually like to see how the 2012 Giants would do against these teams in the World Series. Well, I think Zito is retired, and I think uh, uh, Timmy doesn't pitch anymore, right? And Kane is playing a lot of golf. But, no, you're right, you're right uh, because that – that World Series kind of blew everyone's mind that Verlander came in against Zito in game one, and Zito outpitched him. <laughs> and that yeah. was expected by nobody. And then you're right. I think the only guy they, they had start that series that they don't, that you won't see in this World Series is Fister. And, uh, uh, and, and Sanchez and Scherzer went the last two games. But, but that was a sweep, Henry, against these pitchers that are just dynamite now. But then again, all those pitchers are now in their mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, I just I, – Susan, I mean, you can weigh in on this, but I, I just think that if I'm the Astros, uh, I feel pretty confident that if uh, if I can knock the national starters out of the game uh, as early as possible, I, I've got an advantage from that moment on because of the, uh, the Astros' bullpen. Yeah, I mean – I don't know if there's a huge difference. Um, I really, there there's some quality relievers, obviously, in the Nationals bullpen, and guys that can go more than one inning, to your point that they're not using a lot of guys. Some of them are going multiple innings uh, out of the bullpen and, and have been pretty effective going doing so, including uh, Sean Doolittle, who we all know so well. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's a massive, like a potentially, uh, you know, series-defining difference. Uh, I think it's, a, I, I say, slight-edge Astros. But, uh, you know, A.J. Hinch is as good as they, they come in using the bullpen. So um, that might be, you know, the, the edge they have there. Uh, I've seen him do it for a long time. He's very underrated as a manager. Obviously, I covered him as a player. I know him very well. Uh, he's a Stanford guy, uh, so I might be a little. Here it is. I might be a little bit biased, um, but you know what? He, I think he's underrated because his teams are so good; they're so loaded. Uh, he's never even really a consideration in the manager of the year voting, uh, and yet here's this team where, uh, sure, they've got a, an enormous amount of talent, but you still have to, you know, pull the strings and make the decisions. And when it comes to the bullpen uh, and strategy and and handling the media, that uh, here's the other thing: I've been hearing this stuff about the Astros cheating for years. I think we all have. You know, it comes up almost every time they're in the postseason. You hear it around the league. Uh, you know, I hear it in the club house there's just this sense i don't think it bothers them it might even help them i think aj was joking around the other day like yeah okay well we've got that in your heads now i i think that's uh i think that's interesting so if you hear some whistling coming maybe from the runway maybe it's just to get into the nationals heads hey john i think this cheating with the astros goes back to mike scott with the hum baby <laughs> i think they've been doing it for they've been doing it for over 30 years uh, Roger Craig do, spent yeah. Roger Craig spent five years trying to figure trying out to prove, how, how Mike Scott was cheating. Yeah, so it must be something in the air down there in Texas. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I'm when I'm in a ballpark and I'm sitting right behind the dugout, I, I whistle a lot, but it's usually for the vendor to come down and talk to me. So maybe that's what they were hearing. I don't know. More beer maybe for Henry. The, uh, more beer for Henry. Yeah, but I, I mean, they say they don't even sell beer in the stands anymore, do they? They do in Oakland. There are beer vendors. Oh. Oh, yeah, I okay. got a question. Which means they'll start in, in San Francisco soon, Henry. They'll, they'll just keep copying <laughs> A's ideas. Yeah, the copycatting. That's true. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Who's who's the better third baseman? Who? 
That's a tough one. I mean, I, I see Bregman so much, and I, I mean, I think I, we're not supposed to talk about MVP votes, but let's just say uh, I looked upon him favorably when it came to the MVP. I, he's just extraordinary. If he gets going in this series, you know, he has, he has uh, to date, been a little quiet in the postseason. Uh, I think he might be due. Uh, and plus, he's such a special talent at third. He's just an all-around, truly stupendous player. I'm going to take Bregman. Boy, you know, I got it. This is a this is a tough one. I, I guess this is the way I got to look at it. If I were standing behind each third baseman and somebody uh, at the plate was hitting fungos at 120 miles an hour aimed at my head, which one would I rather have standing in front of me? That's a tough pick. Um, yeah, I you know, uh, Rendon is definitely a top three MVP in the National League. Um, I, I, you know what? This is one of those that I think could go back and forth year to year. Uh, but I would think uh, this year, I think I would go uh, not, you know, excluding the playoffs because Rendon's hit better than Bregman has. I think I would go with Bregman uh, by a, a, a whisper, like a hair. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think it's unanimous. Both will finish top three in MVP voting, and uh, the American League guy will finish top two, and maybe even one if uh, if he gets over Trout. But uh, I think Rendon, Rendon uh, is finishing third. But I, I mean, it, it's a, it's a toss up. But Bregman's been so valuable to that team all season that maybe I go with him. You know, you know a few more home runs. And uh, and, and you, wait, did you say he hasn't been very loud? I think he's been. Have you seen the interviews? My goodness, <laughs> he's a great talker. Yeah. I, I give him pl- I give him a big uh, big boost for that too. Not in MVP voting. Let me be clear to say that's a, a kind of a contrast when it comes to interview styles with him and Trout. Uh, but just as a mm-hmm. as an interview guy, he gets extra bonus points. I don't know. You guys, you guys know about Bre- Bregman's uh, grandfather, Stanley Bregman? Yeah, he, sitting, uh, so he was sitting on uh, Ted Williams' knee and stuff when he was a kid. That's great stuff. Yeah, or actually, I think his his son was. Yeah, he he was heavily involved in the political scene. Well, it's Washington after all, but he is. But and and he had a hand uh, in you know helping the people. It was a Bob Short who actually bought those uh, uh, senators senators and moved them to Texas. Um, so so uh, so Bregman's grandfather was was a reason in a roundabout way that they're the senators are no longer there. I mean, they were having some problems with their own ownership and making all these terrible decisions and people weren't showing up. And so they actually moved to Texas and became the Rangers. And now the Nationals all these years later with 30 plus years without any baseball. And uh, yeah, Ted Williams was their manager and um and Bregman's, I think, father was the one who actually was was hanging with Ted Williams because uh, Williams managed, and and Bregman had you know some inner workings with that old Senators team as well as you know throughout Washington. So so here he is coming back, and I think he was the MVP in the All Star game at Washington a couple of years ago yeah, as well. So there's a lot of cool yeah. connections. And meanwhile, Rendon is from Houston, so um, I, I I think his grandfather was uh, George Bush. The seniors' paper boy. I think that's what I read. No, maybe not. Um, uh, I, but, that's this is one of the great things about having a team in the World Series that has not well, really ever been there, but a city that hasn't been there in what since 1933. You guys mentioned, you know, compare with a maybe with the Giants. I I would compare that really more with like the Cubs or the Red Sox. It's it's kind of got that feel, you know, it just hasn't happened for a long time and. 
uh, sort of a city waking up and getting behind a team that uh, has maybe underperformed the last five or six years, uh, been a disappointment finally coming through. A lot of great stories with, with the Nationals and really, really fun to see. You fun to see somebody different. Well, what's what's interesting is that um, this is the the Nationals getting to where they are at the World Series has brought back all the nostalgia for the Expos, and uh, you know we, I mean, uh, I mean those of us who cover the National League uh, know that I mean we we can think back to 1994 when the uh, strike happened and Felipe Alou led an Expos team that I believe was 84 and 50 at the time, and uh, back then of course the, in 1994 uh, there was no um, there was no division series. I think that was going to be the first year of the division series. Um, and um, I, I think that even with the extra layer of playoffs, I think everybody believed that the Expos were going to win the world series finally, because they had uh, such a great team. And uh, there are still a lot of Expos fans out there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in Canada. I mean, Canada has sort of coalesced around the blue Jays uh, to some degree, but there are a lot of Expos fans. So it's really, it's not just Washington. It's also there's. I mean, there's a whole other country that looks at at these guys, and um, it, I mean, it, it, it's still. It's not exactly the same, but I can't tell you how many uh, letters and emails I get from um, from people who uh, are, are older and tell me that. Uh, I mean, they live in Florida, they live in Texas, they live in Arizona, they live in another country, but they're Giants fans because uh, their dads, you know, because they grew up in New York and their dads grew up in New York. And uh, I, I think that um, I guess you could call the the uh, Nationals North America's team in this uh, in this World Series. And, you know, a, a lot of people, everybody favors the underdog. Um, so, I mean, except for the odds makers. So I, I think you're going to have a, a strong push of, you know, around people. I think people, you know, find nostalgia and also like what you said, Susan, wanting to see somebody different. Uh, I, I think a lot of people in the country are going to kind of uh, get their wrap, wrap their hands around the uh, nationals and, and hope they win. Yeah, yeah. I think I, the the uh, the Expos are still my uh, favorite all time baseball cap, that red, white, and blue M. Uh, and it, the the story of the Expos, I, I think, should be noted, and I think it should be appreciated and acknowledged during this World Series because uh, this team spent a whole lot more time in Montreal, thirty six years than the last decade and a half in Washington. And, uh, yeah, that 94 team, I think they were 74 and 40 at the time of the strike in mid-August. And as we all know, you know, they became the Marlins within a year or two when when they just uh, got rid of everybody. If they didn't lose somebody to free agency, they lost uh, because they traded them. And their, their attendance went way down. And remember how bad the Bay Area was hit with that strike? The A's and Giants just did not draw. Um uh, you know, after that strike for a few years, and nobody cared about baseball, and the teams were down, and 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 the Expos lost guys like Larry Walker and Moises Alou and Marquise Grissom, and and Felipe never had that chance to manage in the World Series, though he did win 100 games his first year after replacing Dusty Baker in San Francisco, but they got bounced in the first round. But yeah, the so the the Expos left in. Um, you know, early early uh, part of the century, and we all look back at '94 as the year that they should have, or could have, or would have won when the uh, World Series was. It was just too bad because it would have been a great story. And who knows, they might have kept those guys, and they might have stayed in Montreal. That's true. They might have gotten their ballpark. Well, we so, sometime soon we might be getting the 
the part-time Rays, Montreal Rays. So that will be uh, that will be interesting. I'm still not unclear on how that's going to work, but uh, I will be happy if it does because I would love to go to Montreal. I'm very jealous of Great you, Henry, city. getting to go to Montreal all those years. Yeah, twice usually, twice a year. Jealous. Back in the day. We're stra- I, see, I feel like we're straying from this world. We, we might be. We might be. Okay, so real quick, you know what? Obviously, the odds makers have made um, Houston a massive favorites in this. Uh, I think the biggest favorite since 2007, so- something like that I saw. Minus 230 if you want to bet on the Astros. Oof, yikes. Um, so, it, it, I, you know what? I, I'm not going to buck the trend here. I, I'm, I'm going Astros. I think it will go at least six. I, I think the Nationals are going to put up a, a decent fight. I think it'll be a good series. But I see the Astros probably eking it out. Much as I, I've got a soft spot for the Nationals, i got to say. But uh, I, I, I think the Astros just are the better team. What, what, uh, how are you guys seeing things? Hang on. <laughs> okay, We're John first. To make a pick. John well, first. Well, no, I, I, I mean, you're right. The Astros are heavily favored. I think uh, uh, they're younger. They're they got a more explosive uh, offense. They have a better bullpen. Uh, they're starting the series at home. Um, you know, they've had momentum all year, unlike Washington, which was just awful in the first uh, month plus. But there are reasons I like the Nationals to win this series. And you know, if, if there's one rotation that can uh, can beat Houston's rotation, it's it's Washington's. Um, I mean, if you look at Strasburg in Game Two, and he's going to pitch twice, he's darn near uh, Bumgarner-esque the way he's pitching and striking out guys and dominating games. And, uh, and it's, it's just not this year. Uh, postseason, he rises to the occasion. Occasion. So if if Scherzer somehow can outduel Cole. And, you know, maybe that's not a surprise because Scherzer is a three-time Cy Young Award winner and strikes out guys maybe not to the rate that Cole has, but uh, an awful lot. So if he sneaks out, you know, game one win and, and stuns the Astros, then you have Strasburg in game two. And I like uh, I like Washington's uh, rotation depth, you know, at three and four. Um so it's, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Houston goes with a bullpen in game four, you know, depending on where they are in the series. But, uh, you know, Corbin and Sanchez, um, you know, over Granky and bullpen in game three and four. And, and now it's back in Washington. And maybe some of those starters, uh, like you said, Henry, come back and pitch in the uh, in the bullpen. And, you know, one stat I kind of like here is that uh, – while Cole and Verlander, their ERA in the postseason is two one zero, Scherzer and Strasburg one seven one. So they've actually outpitched those first two guys. And and like I said, I do see a lot of a lot of those two thousand ten two thousand twelve Giants where they were kind of overmatched on paper, but once they you know got on the field, uh, you know they they swept Detroit in that World Series in twelve. And uh, so I, I kind of see these these Nationals. You know, kind of, kind of grinderish like uh, those Giants were, and um, you know, a guy like Howie Kendrick and uh, and Eaton and Zimmerman and these guys. You know, I love Turner, the leadoff hitter, shortstop. But you know, just a just a lot of guys who, who grind out at bats and and they beat you three to two. And one one thing we haven't discussed, but you know, the, the designated hitter with uh, 
with Washington. You know, I'm, I'm guessing Kendrick, and then they put somebody else at second base. But but he's been on fire, and you know if he maintains that bat and some of these other guys power up, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington pulls an upset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I, I don't think that the uh, series is minus two thirty. Um, and for for those of you who aren't gamblers, which is none of you anymore, that means that to win a hundred dollars uh, on the on the Astros, you'd have to bet two hundred and thirty um, dollars, uh, which is, I mean, that's, uh, that's crazy, uh, ridiculous odds. Um, but I, I, I think that the Astros just have a few too many more weapons, uh, here, not, not just in the bullpen. I mean, I look at a team where, you know, Correa hasn't really hit Bregman hasn't really hit, uh, Guriel hasn't really hit any one of these guys can, can sort of take off, um, and, and, ch- and challenge, uh, guys like Soto and Rendon and, um, and Trey Turner like that. And uh, I, I just think that the, the thing that puts me um, over the edge on, on picking the Astros uh, is Garrett Cole. I mean, uh, future giant Garrett Cole, um, <laughs> Brandon Crawford's brother-in-law. But uh, I, I see him almost as uh, a Bumgarner figure in this World Series. I mean, uh, for, for the Nationals to win, they're going to have to beat him twice in games one and game five. And then if it somehow gets to a game seven, um, I could see Garrett Cole coming out of the bullpen for uh, maybe not five innings. Uh, but, I mean, he's a horse, just like Bumgarner is. And uh, Cole is just having one of those years right now where I, I don't think anything can stop him. And, and it would be awfully tough for me to see the Nationals um, beating him uh, or winning two games that, that he starts um, I agree with you I, about the Nationals rotation. That's why I don't think it'll be a quick series. Uh, I can see it actually going seven games with um, the Astros coming out on top. So I'm I'm going Houston. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of 50-50, really, when I kind of look at it. Because, you, John, you mentioned the DH. For the Astros, obviously, you know, when they don't have Alvarez, that's, that's, a, that's a difference. He hasn't done much this postseason. They need him to get going. Um, but I, I think, you know, it could be that sort of Sanchez Corbin kind of possibility, you know, they could, they've been pretty decent, uh, and they could wind up, you know, one of them might be a Zito type guy, uh, you know, coming in late in the game. So, uh, I don't, I, I think it's going to go six or seven and I, I really just like the matchup in general, but I, I think we're leaning towards the Astros with me and John and, uh, with me and Henry and. And John, you're saying nationals, so I like it. Maybe we should confer again in in a couple of weeks, see how we did. Well, talk, let, let's talk about those Astros real quick here. It's it, they. How many World Series have they won in a row? Like eight. The way they're talking. <laughs> in fact, after after they beat the Yankees, you're, you're listening to the post game show, and Alex Rodriguez is um, comparing uh, Houston to Golden State. And he said, they're, they're baseball's golden state. That's what a direct quote. Frank Thomas backed it up and said, you're absolutely right. They're baseball's golden state. They don't say warriors. I, they don't, you know, out, out here in California, we're all golden state, I guess. But they don't know that they played in Oakland and now in San Francisco. But uh, wait a minute. They've been in, they won one World Series, and they're in another. But the, the Warriors were in five straight championships and won three of them. And two in a row. I mean, that's that's kind of a dynasty. And Houston's kind of Bregman's talking big about how he expects Houston to be in this thing every year. 
And, I mean, the Giants, I, I don't even know if that was a dynasty because they won three and five, but they didn't even make the playoffs in the other two years. So maybe they had an every other year dynasty. But to, to have a dynasty, I mean, you got to be in it every year and you got to win most yeah. of them. And, and <laughs> I mean, I love Bregman, but, uh, and he is a little cocky and, you know, he backs it up on the field. But let's let's stop the Golden State comparisons. Yeah, and if they lose Cole, which they there's a good chance, as Henry alluded to, he's a free agent. Uh, if they lose Cole, this might be their best team. You know, if I don't see, it's not going to be easy replacing him if they can't somehow retain him. So this might be their best chance. I I don't doubt that they will probably be back. Certainly in the postseason. Um, but you can't guarantee now with the additional rounds uh, and the quality of teams. I don't think you can guarantee World Series appearances every year. Look at all the teams that have, have, you know, been there and then struggled to get back or have not gotten back at all who are very good teams. I mean, it's it's tough to be the Giants. The Royals did it two years in a row and then disappeared. It's just it's too tough to keep teams together with the money involved with no salary cap. Well, I, there's, a, there's a couple of things uh, I could add to that. I mean, number one, uh, I mean, I think that I've known, I've seen from the Giants, we've all seen from the Giants how hard it is when uh, all of your pitchers are going 240 innings, your, your top pitchers are going 240 innings, uh, you know, year after year when they're in the postseason, uh, and and then they, I mean, it, it, then they get a shorter off season. Uh, to, they get less time to rest their arms. They they and then they get a shorter time before they have to ratchet it up again. Um, and uh, I, mean, I think I give the Astros credit after 20 after they won two years ago, they really uh, babied their starters uh, in spring training. Uh, going in but that does have an impact that makes it harder for you to um you know to come back year after year i mean i think for for golden state um the warriors uh all you really need is you just need to make sure your legs are fresh and and you can you can win it again and, and here's here's something that was a little subtle here there's a little subtle comparison here between the astros and the giants um it's not exactly apples and apples but um you know some of these so astros are you saying play- every team is like the giants henry is that what you're saying no, not every team is like the Giants. Just, just, just the twenty-two who are looking for a manager right now. Um, you know, the the, the Astros um, built up a fantastic farm system. They built a fantastic team by losing three year, hundred hundred games three years in a row. But they don't have the farm system they once had, and um, it, it's not nearly as good as it was a couple of years ago. And at some point in the near future. Uh, they're going to have to face the same thing the Giants do, which is how much money and how many years are we going to give to these stars as they get older? Um, because these are the these are the boys who won. Let's just assume for you know that that they win this time. They've won two World Series now. Now you know Bregman is still a baby. Correa is still a baby. But some of these guys are, are starting to get older, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how, to, to me, it's going to be interesting to see how the Astros walk that sort of tightrope that the Giants obviously did not walk very well because they just threw money at all their World Series uh, heroes for three years, um, you know, after three World Series, and look where they are now. Only now, only now beginning to try to get, to get a middle-of-the-pack farm system um, and, and trying to dig out of this. So the same thing happened to the Royals. The same thing happened to the Rangers. Uh, so, um, I mean, I, you know, maybe this is a podcast for 2024. <laughs> um, if, we're, if we're all still around. 
but I, that to me is something interesting to, to look forward, you know, to look ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's understandable. If you're the Astros, how do you not resign? You know, certainly the bulk of that. You got to resign Altuve, obviously. The 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 rotation is going to be the tough part because those are, you know, by and large yep. guys not from, you know, who have not been lifelong Astros and been with them, you know, through the hundred lost seasons and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, assembling that kind of rotation again would be very difficult. They have the means. I think, um, but they can't trade for top-notch starters quite to the extent that they could before, because right. you're right; their their farm system is starting to be a little bit depleted. Hey Susan, because every question has gone to the Giants somehow, let's talk A's. We got Doolittle, Suzuki, and Fernando Rodney against Reddick. What do you think? Well, Suzuki and Doolittle. You know what? I think those they're all almost all guys that have won uh, the our good guy award for for cooperation with the media. Uh, <laughs> all very easy guys to like. Uh, man, it would be really fun to see Sean Doolittle or, or Kurt Suzuki out there to to finish off a World Series. Suzuki obviously is still dealing with that um, wrist thing that he has, but. Uh, fantastic! Those are some of the best guys to have out there in my mind. I think it's going to be a blast watching all of them. Neither of these teams reminds me of the A's in any way, shape, or form. By the way, so in case you're wondering, although because they spend a lot Billy of money, Bean, Billy Bean wants to be the Astros. Yeah, you know, and they did do it with building up their farm system, which the A's have. Uh, you know, obviously the A's farm system has been built up quite a little bit more, but then they can add guys, um, you know, who are pretty pricey. I don't see the A's going out and giving Verlanders or Coles a lot of money. Well, the Nationals and Astros both got their, you know, cities, counties, and states or whatever to build them a ballpark. So that's just what it's going to be like for the A's. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. Go ahead, Oakland. Do it. Don't let them move to <laughs> Vegas the way uh, the commissioner keeps saying. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> happy, happy World Series. Uh, it should be a good one. Gentlemen, thanks for, for joining us for this joint edition of the A's Plus podcast and Giant Splash. Uh, I think I think this, we will all see a lot of very fine baseball here in this next two weeks. Thanks, Susan. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. Susan. Thanks to Henry Schulman and John Shea for joining me on the Giant Splash and A's Plus podcast. You can find all our work on sfchronicle.com. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. Ace Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter, at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.